Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Does that come on the thing? What? Does that come on? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by two members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey there. And I have Scott. Good evening. And uh, it's been a been a fairly quiet time, boys. But before we get into that, Ash, you got some news? <coughs> we do, yeah. So this is uh, a little bit out... But yeah, we, we definitely wanted to mention it. Uh, um, every week we always have a bit of a um, a laugh with our, our brothers from the Brotherhood Academy Radio. And something hit pretty close to home um, a week or so ago uh, in Farmington, Maine, uh, which is just up the road from them or down down the road. It's in a neighboring county, I think. It's two hours away. Two it's hours? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a... A uh, really large explosion, uh, propane gas leak, uh, leveled the building. Um, and one firefighter, uh, Captain Michael Bell, 68 years old, 30-year member of the uh, Farmington Fire Department, uh, he passed away uh, due to the explosion. I believe six other firefighters uh, and some other people on scene were injured as well. So, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, there was some evacuation uh, because of the smell of propane. Uh, there's more investigations going on. I haven't seen um, anything more that came of it. But, uh, yeah, they investigated some more of it. Um, but uh, the captain there lost his life on, on scene there. So our thoughts and such go out to our brothers at the Brotherhood Academy, but also uh, the Farmington Main Department and all the people affected. They were saying that the uh, neighboring department is doing mutual aid right now because their truck was damaged as well. Oh, right. I guess their power. Mm. Yeah. So, hmm. I was thinking to actually listen to theirs about the explosion because um, about our propane that we recently had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our large cylinder that was uh, spewing out. Yeah. But we were lucky. We also, I mean, we cooled it and we dealt with it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it sounds like with them, they didn't even know what it was. It was just leaking and probably filled up some, some void spaces and the yep. low ground and mm-hmm. um, just takes a spark. I think I saw one some place online about this, about when people evacuate and leave, make sure they don't, like, start pulling you know, pulling plugs on things because any little spark will set that off. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, don't shut the power down. Don't start turning things off because just by turning stuff off, I mean, we know when you pull that. Sometimes when you pull a cord out of a wall, that spark, a spark sticks for out. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's terrible. It is, yeah. Heartbreaking every time you hear something like that. And um, yeah, I mean, talking to Nick there, it sounds like uh, um, <clears throat> they're really close with a couple members of that department as well. Just kind of mutual aid people, right? Like, um, so it's definitely hitting pr- pretty close to home. And then in turn, here we are, all this way around the world. And uh, yeah, when you see people suffering like that, definitely reaches out from from here as well. So, like you said, Ash, <clears throat> our thoughts and everything else great to uh, great to the families, mm-hmm. fire families, and actual families. And, and you bet, uh, yeah. Try and stay safe, people. Um, yeah. Speaking of families. Um, speaking of not safe speaking of not safe <laughs> not safe families the river yeah. water rescue so uh, we had a water rescue call on Friday yes yeah Friday mm-hmm. it was yeah. Um, I was no, at Thursday. a town so I missed that it that doesn't matter yeah, yeah. Thursday yeah. Thursday doesn't matter <laughs> so uh, but you boys attended so mm-hmm. it was again we, we say you know we as you know we all went and we did our uh, our water course and uh, we all got. 
Mr. Walter Court? <laughs> yeah. We all got certified. <laughs> In Walter. In Walter. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we very rarely get the calls. We get maybe two, three a year, maybe. And this year, so far, this was our first. So how did it go, lads? Um, it was uh, for me because I, I was at work as well. And I don't, where were you? Were you Coming back from a. Oh, right. Yeah, you're down, on, you're down on vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got it. I get notified through my email at work. I was like, oh, that's weird. It's mid September in Canada. <laughs> like, water rescue call. So, right away, I'm starting my wheels start turning. Like, it must be like a car in the river or or a false alarm or something. Maybe somebody's walking their dog, fell in because I'm like, oh, weird. So, I leave and turn my radio on drive it down the road and uh first officer gets on scene brian who we've had here before he says oh yeah there's a there's a large dinghy stuck in what we call a drop structure it's a it's basically a weir dam i guess is the best way to describe it and we have like 13 or 14 13 or 14 of them along a river so you know it happens um so this this big dinghy that looked like a dinosaur <laughs> it's stuck in this weir dam yeah so these people are well, it's two people trapped on it. Um, but again, September. Water was still warm, but it's it was a nice day, but it was mm-hmm. not the time <laughs> to go swimming, I don't think. Yeah. Um when we carry on or do you wanna Yeah, I mean you were I I showed up a few minutes later even. I was uh, uh coming back from the town to the south there where all time timeless dog lives. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of the same thing. I could hear from my pickup my radio going off, but it was super broken. Yeah. You know, I couldn't really tell what it was. And same thing, swift water. And I'm like, oh, geez, I gotta go. So, because it was um, to the north of town, or uh, yeah, to the south of town. <coughs> so it was closer to me than I was to the hall. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go right over there. If this is something big, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, no one's floating down the river for fun right now. That's crazy talk. So <laughs> my mind's going into car in the river. You're running through the scenarios. What could it be? I'm thinking, okay, it's at that road. Okay, uh, bridge over. Oh, man, maybe something happened there. So all these scenarios are building in your mind. And as I'm driving back, um, same thing. Yeah, on a floating rubber dinosaur so, <laughs> um, so Scott did get there a, a few moments in front of me it was a a moment or two walk from the entrance to the river because there were still responding trucks so I didn't want to block anything in um, and uh, uh, so I parked way way out at the road and, and then wa- walked in as well um, but yeah I mean you were there and you were much more involved in it so why don't you yeah so then when I arrived um, I, first thing I kind of noticed is there was no ambulance there. So I, I went to Brian, who was, he was the, um, IC at that time. And he's like, yeah, I called a few times, but um, they, they were obviously busy. So we were like, okay, well, I mean, we got some, we had some medics there and we're, we were prepared. Um, and then, uh, Warren, who we've had on the podcast. Yeah. We've had Warren on the podcast before. He came up to me cause I was kind of, since Speedy's the IC, I, I would kind of assume the team lead command, I guess. So, uh, um, Warren came over. He's like, "Yeah, I got a plan." I was like, well, "Okay, it's here." <laughs> so he sh- sh- showed me, and you know, to me, it was a great plan because it was exactly, ex- actually, exactly how we trained this summer in the course you mentioned. So um, it was basically because the thing with these drop structures, the good thing about these drop structures is it's essentially identical. All thirteen are basically the same setup. I think there was maybe two or three that have a slightly different um, setup of the. Like where the cars drive over the car bridges, mm-hmm. slightly different setup for the um, weir, but everything else is normal, is the same. So basically, all the way along, there's uh, there's these kind of like like pony wall things. I don't know what because basically they sh- the you know the, you got the tongue of the hydraulic that comes through and it, it makes the water churn and makes the the thing that's stuck in it keeps coming re- getting recycled. Washing machine effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and these people were stuck in one of the washing machines, and in the middle of the channel, there's actually an opening where that washing machine effect is gone because it's letting the water flow through. So it, it's for, for drainage, I guess, for draining out the stuff that gets stuck. So Warren said, "Hey, what I want to do is like, we're going to swim over tethered." I'm him and another guy that are actually one of our rookies. I'm speaking of that from last week when we were talking about what can rookies do. Well, this 
this particular rookie, he has uh, a certain set of skills that he brings because he's on search and rescue. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Like, guys from taking the <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he has some water rescue skills from before, so they're ready to go. Um, he said, oh yeah, we're going to do a tethered swim out, pull him off the dinghy, because we don't really want to have him on the dinghy floating, and they'll flip over, possibly. There's some potential there. So... Really, exactly how we trained it, other than having a giant rubber dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> so take the rubber dinosaur out, everything else was the same. Pretty much. Your last yeah. one was Matt, actually, when we trained yeah, it, was, right? Um, we took Matt and the... He was a rubber dinosaur. <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, Warren's Prime Out Tethered. Um, sorry, if I, one thing I didn't mention was before I got there, um, when they were stabilizing the scene, one of the uh, police officers, they had, he had a throw bag in his car, which is actually pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Actually, Grant complimented on that. Oh, very good. He's like, yeah, I've had it in there for quite a long time. I never got to use it before. So the, the police officers had thrown the throw bag down, stabilized the, them so they wouldn't float away or get kicked somewhere else where they could possibly turn over. And then when our guys arrive, first thing they do, they drop some PFDs down to them to put on. Um, yeah, Warren swam out, made contact. Um, it was, uh, and pulled, pulled the first one off, and we basically penduled them back into the shore. That was great. Nice. Yeah. It's exactly how, exactly how we trained it. And I like, War- like, Warren's plan was simple and effective, and he told it to me. I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, we don't need to change it. Like, let's just do it. So, mm. And, I mean, they were, like you said, Ash, they were mm. stable. It's not like they were Yeah, I mean, that was the biggest thing. So, coming in late, um... These guys already had the plan set as I was walking up on on scene, and you know, coming in late when all of the, I mean, anytime you get on scene, you talk about the the hecticness of everybody piling out of trucks and starting to Im- implement a plan. Um, when you're not even part of that, you're just coming on and you got fresh eyes looking on. A, it looked really good. The guys were doing an amazing job. B. The first thing I saw was how, I mean, any rescue, you want to have speed. But you need to take into consideration um, like how much you, you need to rely on speed. Like, what's going to happen if, if we take an extra couple seconds to to do something? And this this one, we, we definitely had time was on our side. They weren't going anywhere. Um, we had that uh, officer's throw bag down there. Um, we had Rob up on the bridge with uh, contact talking back and forth, which was great. Um, it was upstream. We had upstream uh, containment. We had tons of downstream con- in case anything went sideways. Um, I mean, everybody was in proper PPE. Uh, it was an amazing scene to walk onto. Um, and as Scott was coming back up off, off the shore, I didn't know what the plan was, but the first thing that popped in my head was, we trained. I would do because we did this like fifteen times in a row in this exact situation. Hey, we're gonna have a swimmer go out there and tether. I'm like, oh yeah, pendulum, in. yeah, yeah, perfect, love it. And I walked back up and you know just kind of turned into a bit of a gopher and I wasn't needed for anything technical. So if somebody needs something, I'll go, go and grab it. And at one point, we needed to grab some blankets and um, we got a blanket. We grabbed a coat for somebody. Um, so yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a good, that was a good point. Um, if you can't find a blanket, I mean, obviously we don't need our turnout coats on where, cause mm-hmm. we're in the river. So yeah, we just use a turnout coat. I was like, oh, that's yeah. probably even warmer than a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> it was clean. Warm may have had awesome. a wet turnout coat for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those as well with the, with the turnouts and obviously, you know, you, you need to make sure, and I don't know if, uh, even at the beginning, some people uh, here, even some of the rookies and stuff, we're, we're getting used to that. It's like, yes, we are going to a swift water rescue call, but bring your turnout gear. No, we're not going to be going wading in our turnout gear, but we may end up getting another call. Yeah. So Absolutely. bring everything that you're going to need in case we get the other call, because yeah. we're already going to be on truck. Yeah. So make sure you do those sorts of things. Um, one, th- one thing I, I was very happy with is I... Uh... First thing, as I was walking down the dike towards, because I was, I was, you know, I wasn't there right away. Everyone was getting ready. I saw one of the guys for downstream containment start walking downstream, and he still had his fire helmet on. And I was like, ah. and then I heard like three people say, "Hey, remember, remember your other helmet?" And he's like, "Oh," and he remembered. Went back, changed it out. Um, the reason why I was happy because you know, 
seven, eight years ago, we didn't have any swift water um, training. Uh, there was a there was an old picture of us doing a swift water call, and it went fine. We we rescued the people, but we maybe were the safest. Like everybody was in guys were in pants, like turtle pants. Some guys were in their jackets. Some guys were in full gear. Everybody had a um, fire helmet on. Some were in shorts. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, I I would rather be in shorts. Yeah. Then in it, like like and I even told the guys, it's like <laughs> if you if you go shorts and no helmet, better than. <laughs> Turnout coat and helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about the helmet and how it's, it's it doesn't drain and also it has a duck bill on it that could potentially, you know, cause mm-hmm. some neck damage and drag you under. And um, yeah, it's not like it's, the fire helmet's the worst thing to have in the river. What if one of those uh, European helmets would work? <laughs> <laughs> I heard the the guys in the bar really like those ones. Do they make those out of leather? Or? <laughs> um, no. Yeah. So. I, it was just it's a, the progression of our water rescue teams it's it's really it makes me happy because it's like because I looked at the shore and I even looked at the pictures that were in the media and everyone was in in their gear and everyone had their helmets on and everyone's working together everyone knew and one thing I learned from that officer course because what we had this year which was different than previous we didn't uh, like Ash and I and a few of the officers we didn't take the full swift water course we took a kind of a new thing that the um, Rescue Canada, which I think we talked about, is teaching now, and it's an officer course. So we have awareness of swift water, we understand what they're doing, but um, we also have to understand how to, how to command a swift water group. So one thing I learned on that on that course was the river's loud, and not everyone knows our plan. So I think the only person I didn't tell the plan to was Rob, who was on the bridge. But I told her, because I, you know, I talked to Warren, yeah, good plan. Let's make it happen. And then a few other guys, we gathered them nearby. And then I went downstream containment, told them exactly what we're going to do. They're like, okay. And then I went up on the, up in the cold, the cold zone and told mm-hmm. Ash and the rest of everybody else that was kind of standby yep. what we're doing. So that was one thing I really learned in that course. Cause there's a few times in that, in our scenarios in that course, we didn't tell them what we were doing. And everyone's like, I have no idea what the plan was. Yeah. <laughs> so they saw it happen. It worked because yeah. the people that were working out the plan Knew and it, yeah. implemented it, knew it. But if something went sideways, people wouldn't know that because I don't know what the plan was. Yeah. So, yeah, sure, it works great. But having everybody on the same page is key. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Swift Water, it, it was extremely important to have backup plans on your backup plans and making mm-hmm. sure that everyone was aware and communication, again, as you always say, is key. And making sure that you know we're all on the same page for what's going to happen, and if you're a backup plan person, mm-hmm. you need to understand what the initial one is, so you know when that when That's that right. shit goes wrong, <laughs> you can yeah. see that it's gone wrong, and now you're into okay, it's now my my position to start yeah. taking over. It was good too because we had two tethered swimmers, like one one went out and grabbed the first person and brought him back in, and then the second one went out. But it was like I was thinking if if the first swimmer had a problem. The second swimmer could go out and help him, mm-hmm. so it was good having the two. Like I like having the two tethered people, and then obviously lots of people with throw bags downstream. Nice. Mm-hmm. So is that one went good? First one yeah. done. I don't yeah. think we'll have yeah. anyone else. In the... <clears throat> unless, <laughs> unless something unless like literally unless a car ends up in the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we had that one vehicle. That one time ended up upside down in the river, didn't it? Uh, right in the Oxbow. It was in the Oxbow, yeah. yeah. With her babies. With her, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about that one. The pig in the trunk? Yeah. yeah the pig in the trunk. The pig mm-hmm. in the trunk. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. No, the pig in the trunk. No yeah. even kidding you. You couldn't. Yeah, like, not like to go home and cook. No. Fully alive. Yeah. Why was it in the trunk? I don't understand. I, I don't understand why it was in the trunk yeah, either. I'm not sure. I don't understand <clears> either. Because I think there was one in the back seat, though, too. There was, no, there was, a, that was a pug. Pug there, was, there was two right. two pugs, a golden lamb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe the animals, the dogs didn't get along with the pig. I don't know. I mean, the pig was kidnapped. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, that the pig, the, the pig had like all of its toenails painted yeah. pink yeah. and everything. Like it was, it was, that was a strange call. It was an extremely strange mm-hmm. call. I was with Warren. Unfortunately, the pig didn't make it. We had to go mm-hmm. in and, and grab the pig out of the yeah. out of the Oxbow. Yeah, that was an interesting interesting scene. Mm-hmm. It's not many times that you kind of cruise up to you know that kind of stuff opening the trunk to well the other thing is like, the communication from the from the person driving was my babies are in there mm-hmm. 
So yeah. of course we're like, oh, Warren, uh, Warren went out right away and swimming out and started looking for car seat. Was there a car seat in there? No, there was no car seat. There wasn't, no. There, there was wasn't, stuff but there was, in the back. <clears> there was kids stuff. Yeah. yeah, so he was doing, he was doing to duck dive down, and, and of course he's in a PFT in a dress suit, so you're trying to duck dive down into the car. Get... Yeah, it was one of those where, uh, you know, you thought it was going to be, you thought it was going to be one of those that was just kind of burned into the back of your eyes there for a while, and then. We were lucky. It turned out it wasn't that, but it was still a very strange, very strange call. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the other part of it, like, nah, it's, it's not laughable, but, like, I, this, I, th- I think this pig was her patch or whatever, because the toenails were painted. It was it was just so weird. But uh, from coming on scene, and again, the, getting the plan and all the information out there, like, I'm here, oh, my babies are in there. And then, oh, okay, well, now there's this dead dog coming out. Okay, well, maybe it's animals. But you can still hear... Yeah. Like, oh, sh- no, there is something alive in there. Yeah. This goes along with her story. Ah, like you're hearing a child yeah. scraping for its life, right? Like, man, that took a second out of my life. Well, we were, we were moving. Like, we, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was we, happening. Yeah, we don't want to make anyone think that we were just standing there listening to scratching on a lid. But, but it's an upside down. It was upside down, wasn't it? It was upside, it was. Down, yeah, upside down, down, down. underwater. Yeah. Underwater. Yeah. You know, it was like... Yeah. We were moving as quick as we possibly could to get in there. Obviously, you need to still make sure it was safe. But again, yeah, there's only X amount of people like, that can yeah. be active on that scene. And the rest of us are there as secondary manpower to help yeah. out in any means that we could, right? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, and your brain runs a lot faster than real time. Absolutely. So, in your mind, all these things are going through it. Within, I'm sure, almost seconds, we knew, no, this is a pig. <laughs> well, the, the, the officer that was on scene actually gave us a few more details after we mm-hmm. had kind of got a little bit, and he, was, he, he had dealt with um, the lady in the car, and then he got out and gave us some more information, mm-hmm. and that was when it was like, okay. This is legitimately. Yeah, it was like why? Why aren't we? Why aren't we bugging? It's like well, it's the the animals, and we're pretty sure it's already. Mm-hmm. It's and it was also because um, if it was a child, it would be in one of the passenger compartments, trying to get into into a trunk of a vehicle underwater. Uh, upside down locked is, trunk is difficult. Latch, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. The best to just pop a vehicle mm-hmm. like I'm in a car fire. Yeah, <laughs> let alone try to find it because you can't unlatch it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, know. Warren cleared the cabin. Of, yeah. The, of the vehicle, quick, quick, quick. yeah, real quick. Yeah. So. Real quick. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of pigs. Speaking of pigs. It's mm-hmm. a segue. It was. It was, and a really weird one, and not that one. Really weird one. <laughs> Holy, that yeah. worked out terrible. Mm-hmm. Funny how it comes. That might have been in my mind. I don't mean that's not. There you go. That's why I brought it up. That's why. Why? Why speaking <laughs> of pigs, there, Scott? We had our first ever. I guess it wasn't our first. They used to do this a while ago. We had our uh, a camp out for the. Um, department locally and uh reason why i brought up the pig is because uh, we actually had a pig roast and mm-hmm. on a spit which i volunteered to do a few months back and thinking it takes a few hours <laughs> it does multiplied by uh, yeah a few more of hours yeah and then you know last week andrew uh <laughs> andrew's one of our members whose brother you know has pigs he's like well, it's going to be like 100 and plus pounds of pig. I'm like, oh. He's like, it's going to take like 13 hours to cook. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> What's it now? <laughs> I can whip, you know, whip up a ham in a couple quick hours. <laughs> What's the deal? Uh. So then I did the old math on it, and I was like, oh, guess I'm getting up at 2 in the morning <laughs> to start the pig. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so back to the reason why we're doing this is, so we have this, because obviously we're, you know, fire department, and we can't, but we all we think some of us want to, we want to hang out together, but we can't all leave to go camping because <laughs> then who's going to protect the town when, mm-hmm. and you know, you want to camp when it's nice and around here, that's when there's wildfires and such. So we can't just all like, you know, 30 of us just can't go with all mm-hmm. the families. So, uh, Bob and a couple of our, um, spouses came up with this idea. Well, why don't we have to camp out at a local, um, lake here, like in town? Like right in the middle of town, like literally yeah. what a minute away from Ash's house. Yeah, <laughs> I have so. to step on the old gas pedal and I coast right into the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. 
So it was, a, it was a great idea because that way we could um, still kind of hang out, have fun, be like we're camping. But if there was if there was a call, which there wasn't actually all weekend, there was no mm-hmm. call. Yeah. Um, we can we can attend. So it was yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was different because yeah, I was like, oh, I forgot. Oh, I can just drive home. Because <laughs> you go to the camp and you forget something, you're like, ah, crap. Yeah. This is like, nope, just drive home. <laughs> I forgot the pillows. Ah, this is gonna be terrible. I'll sleep on a rolled up pair of pants. No, I'm gonna go and get my pillows, and while I'm here, I'll probably probably just sleep in my bed. Stay there. <laughs> Have a shower. Use the washroom. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, yeah, so back to the pig. <laughs> if anyone ever wants to roast a pig. Um, so the other reason why we brought up the pig roasting was actually kind of a cool thing. One of our retired members, um, he had made us a pig roaster, a pig on a, like a spit, not necessarily a pig roaster, but it was a like a rotisserie that he built um, from scratch. Is that mm-hmm. what you'd say? Yeah. I guess was kind of, um, so he got, he pieced together a bunch of parts and um, he built us this thing probably a good five years ago and gave it to us. Well, at least, yeah. Yeah, and we've just never had an opportunity to, to do it. So uh, my wife kept saying, hey, what about that pig roaster thing? So this was the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, this is obviously the first time we ever used it, so we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, it's <laughs> And it's a pretty unique invention. It's I think it's built out of some, uh, like, a motor, like an electric motor from somewhere, um, uh, like, pieces of sign yeah, <laughs> like, like a like signpost um, typical volunteer firefighter oh yeah it was just it, it was, was cool a... <laughs> um, and I guess this was the second one he's built he told me he built a bigger one a while ago for a caterer oh, wow. a long time ago yeah a long time ago he said. we could have used the bigger one <laughs> yeah so that was one thing like right away you know the old pig rolls in and it's like it's a good two feet long they're about a foot and a half too long so well, what's a foot and a half long on a pig? Head. His head. <laughs> <laughs> so out comes the old knife. <laughs> Off comes the old head in the middle of the campground. <laughs> so, Fire department's here. <laughs> yeah, oh, look at the fire department. <laughs> yeah, and then we put it on the spit. You know what you should have used? A fire axe? No. <laughs> Chainsaw? You the know it cutters. Cutters. Oh, the cutter! <laughs> oh, opportunity lost! Wow! Because oh. we actually—I was if just only about to you say, were there. Uh, I was just about to say that we, when we put it on, we started it up, and what happened? It got its legs got caught in the uh, rotisserie and started to twist it into weird positions. So we're like, "Okay, turn it off." So then, yeah, we had to take the legs off. That would have been a perfect time to test. The cutters. Could have yeah. got some footage of how the cutters work on flesh. Oh, you should have been there, girl. There you go. Man. There you go. Damn. Opportunity missed. Hey, kids. Yeah. Come here. This I feel. Is you don't put your hand in. I feel almost as foolish as if I gave away a car for free. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> it's me, isn't it? <laughs> no. Yeah, so Carl, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> they put the camp out on the back door. Yeah. <laughs> on the put the pig on the spit. <laughs> on, on the old slow burn there. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, Carl had a car that didn't, wasn't running very well. I love that car. Yeah. Takes it to the mechanic. What do you say? How much is it going to cost to fix? It's going to cost me about 10 grand to fix by the time so I So for American there. listeners, so it's about 25, 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 14 British pounds. <laughs> so yeah. Carl decided, well, I'm not going to fix it. So what did you do, Carl? Did you bring it to the fire department that you let no one love and <laughs> let us chop it up and no, train on it? No, I didn't do that, Scott. Nope. I sent it to the scrapyard for free. <laughs> for free. I didn't even think. I don't even know what was going through my mind. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, so we didn't get a car. Nope. Anyways. That would have been a wicked one to chop up, too, because those things were built like tanks. Yeah, it would have been... It really would have. Yep. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. At least I would have got some relief setting something on fire. That would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we, we would have auto exit it and then yeah. let it on fire. And then burn it. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And it was a pig. <laughs> <laughs> so there I am at 2 30 in the morning, the alarm goes off. <laughs> Not that, not the fire. That was that was my pager noise. <laughs> my wake up alarm. Same the same. So I pull my butt out of bed. Two thirty with a headlamp on, trying to light a fire under a pig. <laughs> Headless, legless pig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it took a good thirty minutes to get the fire going enough, and 
Then Ash showed up, and we hung out for five hours <laughs> before anyone else Yeah, it up. was a pretty sad scene at 3 a.m. <laughs> sitting there, yep. This pig on a spit rolling around. And, we're, and remember, this is untested technology, so we're, we're literally waiting for just to, the thing to, to fall fail. off. Yeah. Collapse into the fire, and we're just... First few hours, we're touching go. We're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, what's that noise now? I don't know. What's that noise? <laughs> this pin is loose. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Trying to not wake everybody up in the campground. It's now like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but once, you know, more guys started waking up and it was, it was actually really cool because it was a good experience. You know, like, oh yeah. You know, it was like all day long guys were sitting, hanging around, watching the pig roast and, um, one thing we had going was uh, a carp off because the local lake has a lot of carp in it, even though none of them really wanted to bite any of our bait. <laughs> yeah. Because we're like, what are we going to do with all these carp we catch? It could be 50, 60, could be 300 of them. Two. <laughs> Two, <laughs> Two caught by the same guy. <laughs> Full anglers. Caught a bunch yeah. of other stuff. Caught bass that I didn't even know were in there. Yeah, there's some bass, cat. Yeah, catfish. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, JP I mean, came rolling up. <laughs> yeah, I caught this this little baby guy, and I'm like, "Oh, look at that little bit!" No, wow, that's a catfish. Awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, oh yeah, no, last night JP was stoked. He comes rolling in. Look at this! I caught a carp. And we're looking at it. We're like, I'm like eh. and Ash is like, "It's got like whiskers. It's a catfish." No, it's a carp. I think it's a catfish. Yeah, it's, it's a cat. You <laughs> know the difference between a cat and a carp? Carp's got these lips coming out, like it's. It's a sucker, like where a catfish is. <laughs> the hand actions. We only have video, we only have video for this. <laughs> I call I called them useful for something else. Earlier, so this is not super PG. But they weren't like full on, you know, like southern carp or southern catfish where you put your arm in and they take it. Yeah, noodling, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. we weren't noodling. Yeah. <laughs> you were noodling us? No. Really? No. No. That's crazy. So, I don't know, like, these catfish, they, they burrow or something. They get into these little holes and cave, like, holes mm. in the water. And like murky, muddy yeah, water. So, mm. you can't see. You feel around, and then you jam your arm in there up to your elbows. And you wiggle your fingers, which I think is that's why they call it noodling, because mm-hmm. it looks like noodles. I don't know. Yeah. And then, and then the, the fish eat you. The fish go after your fingers. Mm-hmm. And then, I, the, when from Irish down, you jam your hand right in its mouth. And yeah. then you grab it by its tails and you rip it yeah. out. But these things are like the size of a dog. <laughs> these these friggin' catfish. Really? Oh yeah, man. It's supposed to be quite the thing. Huh. Excellent. I'm out. <laughs> oh, super out. Sticking my arm. I'm sure there's a horror movie yet. Yeah, I've seen way too many. Huh. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. He's back in. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're off. <laughs> yeah, we're, we've moved on to finger and fish, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how we got there, but we but went the, from spit roasting pigs yeah. to finger and fish. But the, yeah, we're probably posting pictures of the pig yeah. roasting, not yeah. the finger and the fish. I just tossed up one of uh, of one of our rods out into the water, oh, right. just saying that we were doing our quick carp off and camp out. And, um, and he's Matt. Posted back saying, like, bad time to call 911. <laughs> right? So I was like, ah, smart ass. Uh, yeah. Yep. This is yeah. one minute from my house. I could probably respond quicker from here. Yeah. But was it, it was a really good because, uh, yeah, we had uh, that all day mm-hmm. dinner. And then this morning, um, cooked breakfast. Yeah, whipped up breakfast. We, uh, I've got a toy hauler travel trailer, so we... Oh yeah, that was cool. Strung yeah. a white sheet off the back of my trailer, closed the door on it, so it was like a big projector screen. Had a outdoor movie for the kids to watch. Oh man, it was it was a really good event. It was really well received, and a lot of people were. It's just their natural environment. Go chill around the fire yeah. at a lake, you know, a couple beers. So she goes. It was good. Good. It was one of those things, and then Bob came up to us. Like, yeah, this is this is the sort of stuff we, <clears throat> and this is why we I think we have mm-hmm. a lot of members because we we try to do stuff like that all the time. Yeah, like we try to do mm-hmm. you know, once or like even like next week now That's we right. have the spouse's appreciation coming up, mm-hmm. so we're doing that. So we try to you know, throw the, you know we try to do five or six of these a month or month month yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five or six of these a year yeah. to <clears throat> keep everybody together. It's really important. Yeah. 
Brotherhood. <laughs> Academy. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that was the the catch-up. So one of the other things that we also do is um, every year we, or at least every year, starting last year actually it was our yeah, first this year, is our second year. This is our second year doing it. So this year, but literally every year since we started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every, year. every year since we started the podcast eh? uh, you heard us last year we talked about it we had our open house and our open house time has come back around and uh, yeah so we, who we wants to try to coincide with fire prevention week That's yes right. yeah it's pretty it, I think we'll do better this year with part uh, with, with people coming I think um, we have to advertise I haven't advertised yet and so in like two weeks <laughs> then we should do that yeah, we tomorrow we should get on yeah, yeah. I can yeah, I, and they, you know, in some ways, like we we've, we've talked before, if you advertise too soon in advance, people forget it. But oh, it's cool. I'm gonna go to that, and then they forget about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas oh, if you advertise I, like I two days before, sometimes people are like, "Oh, that's tomorrow," or "That's you know two days." I'm gonna go to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if people would plan their life around our open house, but it is good. I, we probably should get out there, run and, a blurb, and then we'll hit it hard. Yeah, on the like yard. Wednesday before hit it hard from the yard. Fifty or that. Yeah. Hit it hard from the yard. Yeah. <laughs> we could. We could do that. <laughs> yeah. You could do that. Yeah, it, the kind of the key key factor of uh, events is letting people know they're going on. <laughs> so we should probably <laughs> but right. be like, hey, a bunch of smokes over there. Whatever's probably going on. Do, uh, <laughs> yeah, I should go over there. Yeah, Friday yeah. night will usually if it wasn't the training grounds, it probably would. It would. It would attract some attention at that point. Do not disagree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when we do that, we have um, something quite big planned this year, which a lot of the guys were very hard on to build. So mm-hmm. uh, some more talk about that. A lot of guys buy the two carpenters. Yeah, yeah two we got yeah. two carpenters. Three carpenters. Yeah. We have three carpenters. Right? We do. Have I think one of them was away at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> talk about ah. what they built, boys. Zone right out. <laughs> it was a. Uh, I think we got a like a, a grant or something for it as well. Yeah, we got a thing in the mail last, yeah. year, last year at some point, and it was from the Sprinkler Association, uh, which I didn't even know there was such a thing at the time. And uh, what they, you know, they're proponents of obviously sprinklers for buildings. So uh, they they give a small grant to uh, fire departments that can do like public service um media stuff for for them and one of their things is a side-by-side demo it's almost like the legacy house modern yeah. home video that i think pretty much every everybody has seen if you're in the fire We've service posted it as well yeah um so you make side-by-side models and one is uh one is a sprinkler and the other one doesn't mm-hmm. so they gave us a small grant and then uh, a couple of our guys andrew and warren actually they uh they zipped them together in an afternoon it would have taken me a whole year to probably do it and so yeah. that would have been one and it would have been crap yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah um, so they whipped it together in an afternoon and they made it totally de- um, portable and detachable and Andrew thinks that we're going to be able to, well, and I believe him uh, yeah. that we'll be able to do several burns in it so uh, I have to resheet but yeah we'll probably have to resheet it yeah mm-hmm. and what I'm hoping to do is we'll do one with a sprinkler one we actually are supposed to do film it and then later on we'll do one with um Maybe do a leg- legacy and modern home, do our mm-hmm. own, and then I like to do a Christmas tree one. Yep. And I like to do one with a door closed, but that's the way it's designed. I don't think that's going to work for this. Right. However, um, having said that, we are going to be doing a live burn in our mobile home. We are, which we are a hundred, hundred percent going to record. Yeah. Now that's not going to be for this open house. So we'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah, the open. So other than that, the open house. What we're going to do this year? Uh, that's going to be kind of our big finale. Or... Yeah, the draw. And I think people will come to see, to see that if you advertise that. Yeah. Um, but plus uh, everything else for you. Yeah. So I'm, you know, again, I'm planning on doing a couple things. Like uh, actually talking to Brett about it because a couple weeks ago the guys did a ladder rescue or a ladder bailout. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, well, you comfortable doing that in front of a bunch of people? <laughs> Brett's like, yeah. So okay. <laughs> well, we're probably going to do that for open house. So mm-hmm. we're going to do some ladder bailouts, show them how we train for that. And then I haven't decided what else we're going to do necessarily. So we're going to have ladder bailouts for sure. This side-by-side sprinkler demo. You know, last year we did, uh, I think we did AutoX. Mm-hmm. We did uh, forcible entry. Unfortunately, our forcible entry door has seen better days after our our practical testing that we did this last week. It was fun. That was really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that went well. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Which maybe we can get back to that too. Yeah, <laughs> that was lots of stuff to get back to. Um, yeah, so the open house is good. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's, a, it's our second year, and I think it's important for people to know what we do, and they see smoke coming from the training ground, and I think it's good to have people show up and, yep. you know, seeing the different things that we do, and just, you know, even though we're volunteers, we train hard and like to kind of demo it. It's also, I think, I don't know if we had got any new members because of it last year, but um, I think it definitely spurred on some some more thinking about it again we've talked before about making sure that your face is in the public with these things and making sure that the public understand what you're doing yeah but another mm-hmm. large part and i think kevin brought it up as well when he was on last when we talked about this was the importance of what it means to the family to see how safe right. and how professional mm-hmm. we are on scene to know that when we're going out and doing especially these especially new members families now right absolutely like that's, that's yeah because kev i remember said because he, he had he had one of his boys there and mm-hmm. he was stepping through hey this is what dad does when he goes out on those 3am yeah. 3am calls right yeah. this is the process we take see we're being safe you know like it, and it's, it's good for our kids to see that Absolutely, too. Absolutely, yes. Especially when you're trying to bring up firefighters, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're trying to have that conversation of, hey, kids, you know, what dad does is scary, but look at how safe we are when we do it. It's also awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what does I say we're going to come back to? Oh, the practical testing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk about that, actually. It was really fun. Well, I mean, I talked about it already, so... You uh, no, being I, a person that's gone through it. Yeah, Carly, you're the only one who hadn't went through it until. It's true. So we had our practical testing, not last week, before. Yeah, yeah. We we actually we actually had we had to spread it over two practices. We got the majority of them oh, done in the first one. Some and then, people didn't finish. Yeah, last week we had to do another five. Okay. And we kind of did a condensed one. Ash and I basically just ran them through right. everything. Like it was like, yeah. like we kind of had everything in one area. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, we had a, we had quite a few comments actually of people reaching out to us on the sheets for that. I have got them, and I am going to be posting them and sending them privately via Messenger as well for a few people because I know a few people wanting them. Yeah. Um, that be with uh, you can send them to everybody. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, that'll be with <laughs> that. will actually be posted up. Um, I'll, I'll get it up tomorrow if we can. If you can send that over to me. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll get it up. Um, yeah, so there was a whole bunch. If you listen to the other episode that we had, we went through individually each of the different stations that we had set up, and um, it was a practical test along with some theory. And theory, in the sense of obviously, we can't fully recreate all of the scenarios that we were we were doing, but the tactic, talking about it. Um, for example, you know, I, Rob was on and he, he talked quite extensively about the. Um, the positive pressure ventilation and the process that you go through. So again, when you get to that station, uh, we were in a team of three. So, you know, one guy then becomes the doorman, one guy becomes the nozzle man, making sure that those two people are in the correct positions, communication between all three, because obviously then you've got to go on the fan having that conversation as well. And then making sure that each of those people are doing their steps and checking off with them before you go ahead and, and start moving forward. It was another really, really good reminder. And I think you had brought up before, Scott, if we literally, I think you said to Bob and then you had mentioned it. If all we did was run those stations over and over again, yeah, practice would be pretty boring. Mm. It would, but we'd be really good at the basics. And after that, you can build off, right? Um, But great, great evening. Um, Great set of skills. Managed to get through everything. Um, Did it take that long? It didn't take that long. Yeah, it was a few hours. I was uh, 7.30. I was done with 10. No, just before 10, because I had to be... Yeah, you had to be somewhere by 10. Yeah, I had to be north. Just made it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah 7.30, maybe. we had, you know, our 20, our, our safety talk beforehand, just a couple, yep. a couple of things. So, I'd say we probably hit the... Two-hour... Hit the thing about eight, I'd say. We, we really started getting mm-hmm. rolling with the test, so... And it, so it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, be very, very happy to say that I had the chief on the truck, and I got through the whole thing. And I didn't ask for help once on the pump. I managed to get that thing working. And thanks to Brett for that one. Because we came down the night before um, and Brett ran through some stuff with me. Brett is one of the rookies. Well, Brett Brett was pretty disappointed. (laughs) He actually told me on this campo. He was disappointed. Because he said, uh, because that that night I said, I I handed him a sheet, like like the check sheet that they all have. So what I did is I gave everybody their own sheet with their name on it. And then uh, the guys would, bring it to their station 
as like a little punch guard kind of thing. And then uh, the the examiner at the station would just sign off that they did it and many notes, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. I know Bob, for some guys that pumped, he had to put assisted, uh, assisted, whatever. Um, so the three newest guys, uh, I, I crossed off the things that they wouldn't have learned yet. So there was like, you know, three or four things that they hadn't learned yet. So I felt it unfair to test them on it. So I crossed them off and had it to Brett, who's been working pretty hard. He's like, well, he's like, what, what is it? He's like, but I, I mean, practicing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm like, you, you're still doing them. Yeah. Like, so what, what we did is when, when they get to those stations, like Ash was, Ash's station, Force Blentry was one of them. We hadn't done Force Blentry with the new guys yet. Mm. Um, like to the extent where they would really know what they're doing. So I said, well, you know, when you get there, Ash is going to teach you some more stuff. But I, Brett had been going over all this stuff, so I mean, it's still like it, it was a it was a test, but it wasn't like I'm, I'm not like you're not going to be elevated to to a, a higher up rank or something after it. You just it just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. they have some skills. And it was good to know because I saw a lot of guys practicing beforehand, and you know you can see the ones that practice. You see the ones that come to practice, um, like with knots and this hose handling was because I was running the hose handling, and I could see like. Different, you know, ways guys holding the hose, uh, just doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, and I, I think the fact that our rookie was disappointed that he didn't get to do all of the stuff is actually it's a, it's speaks a, volumes. It really yeah. does, yeah. you know. It's like man, I came down on my like on my own yeah. time out of hours to make sure I had this knowledge yeah. because he thought he was going to be tested on it. Yeah. No one asked him to do that, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because again, it shows that level of commitment and the level of just yeah. go getting ass kicking that he just wants to fold into it. Yeah. Super important. And to have that in your yeah. rookies is great. And holding that is part of what some of this training does, making sure that we're we're constantly touching base with people and yeah. and making the training interesting, right? And it's awesome to see like he's not a one off. Like we've got a lot of that. I mean, go back to uh to Mike. He stumbled on uh, forcible entry on one of our practice nights we had a scenario and he was just having an off day and he uh, is he yeah. some difficulty breaching the door yeah and he was just having some troubles and he beat himself up about it <clears throat> went went home he's mad <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually one of the one of the other captains, one of the, captains. Came, one of the captains came to me they said you know I, I I forget what the conversation actually was, but hey, maybe we should uh, maybe we shouldn't make training so hard. That door was like a little harder to breach tonight. Mm. You know, he's beating himself up over it. I was like, well, he's he's a you know he's a he's a sports guy. You know, he's gonna he's gonna beat himself up. That's what sports guys do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, sorry, Ash. So yeah, so he went home and he beat himself up and he's like, oh, I couldn't sleep and <laughs> oh, I woke up and Ash had a jittery, mad at myself <laughs> and the world and <laughs> I went and. Grabbed the irons and I won. <laughs> well, yeah, like so, he went down to the training ground. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing him at like three in the morning going down. Yeah, all right. <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> yeah, but I think he went. What, was the next next thing. afternoon or something? Yeah, probably all day at work. He's just like, just see the grind. Just looking at him, right? doors. I hate, I hate this door. Open! <laughs> <laughs> I open this door. Open this door. <laughs> and then yeah, he went down and. And banged it off. Yeah, nailed it, right? And it made him feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's important. Now when it comes up in practice, our scenario is elbow into the front. I got it, I got it. <laughs> we actually had a call, and it was uh, a, a small fire, if you will. Um, I think some electrical overheated, uh, so there was a little bit of smoke in the room. An alarm went off, and he's like at the door with <laughs> with, with the tools, right? He's like, do, do you need these? <laughs> I'm like, the door's open. I'm like, go take the door off the car. Close it. There's like a minivan there. I'm like, go open the door there. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, yeah we, gotta get him a, we gotta get him a door breach on a fire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great to see that kind of level of commitment from guys. You know, it's really tough. I know I've, I've talked to a lot of people um, through, you know, the social medias and stuff, people that reach out to us and ask us all sorts of things and you know keeping people interested in training does definitely come up quite often and uh, I think we do a fairly good job because when you got people that are really committed and they're doing this stuff outside of their time and they do take it personally when they don't manage to hit the nail on the head every time and, and we're not always going to we have bad days yeah. um, but 
it's always best to fail in training than it is on the ground, right? So, Absolutely. yeah, so that it, it was great. I really think uh, I really think for other departments as well, it's going to be going to be very useful. We had a few mm-hmm. training officers again reach out to us, ask for that data sheet to make sure that they can just take a peek, run through, mm-hmm. and look at it themselves, <clears throat> and and see if they can run their crews through it as well. Because because I wouldn't suggest following what that sheet is. It's more of like an idea of yeah, what look you at could what do. we're doing and adapt. You know, like we said, we got four knots. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of our guys said, "Hey, how come I'm doing the other four? Or the other like the other twenty knots?" Just put that no. <laughs> and I said, "Well, you know, these are the these are the these are the four knots we need to, that we would use on our on our app on our stuff that we use on our apparatus or our gear safety everything." Yeah, so you know, it's like we've talked about that's figure eights and water knot and and uh, pressics. The clove hitch, I Grant was actually getting them to do the clove hitch off the ladder, which is pretty much the only time we would use a clove hitch. Um, that I mean, there's other times with the lifting tools and stuff, but you know, really, um, you know, knowing 15 different knots, I'll go parking back to episode <laughs> four or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I knew Carrie and I argued over knots, <laughs> but any, any of this stuff, like you know, we have uh, one of the things is going inch and a half, I'm going prone. Emergency prone down on so basically laying down, you know, not many people have trained that. Which you will see in the upcoming, upcoming video. Upcoming video, yeah. Even when I said it to some of the guys, were like, "What emergency prone?" I'm like, "Yeah, lay on the ground." Oh, oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's something that we we've been kind of playing around with. If we're ever caught in a fire where it's getting really bad, we got to get super low to the ground. Yeah. We still need to fight. Can't just give up. No, yeah. Still want to push it, push that fire back. Um, making the guys run in two and a half. Uh, Without any gear, like so, I said you can't use it. <laughs> so I learned from the officer night because the officer mm-hmm. night guys were pulling the snagger tool and straps and stuff. I said no. So this night I'm like no, unassisted. You have to you have to be able to run the two mm-hmm. and a half by yourself, standing. That's right. Doing the Jimi Hendrix. Obviously, when that pressure gets pumped back up, you know you're probably gonna have to have a second guy there or some stuff. But no, you know, we were well, we were running the tip at the tip is probably around about sixty mm-hmm. psi, which is. But we should be running off at two and a half. Yeah. Smooth board. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get if you look at the sheet and you're you know you're, oh, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Just make your own. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> we always preach that anything that we talk about on here, we always talk about what works for us. We're never saying we're the best at everything. We are really good at the things that we do because those are the things that we train mm-hmm. in and out every time we get an opportunity and then rolling those things into scenarios and doing the layering that we discuss obviously as well with the you learn your piece you learn your piece we put the pieces together and then you learn a piece right Mm -hmm. and you just the layering and the removing of layers just again all around this basic list of skill sets that we use and utilize on every call that we we really go through for the majority um i think one thing like you look at the stations there's you know three or four things per station and I know when I when I first ran the first first crew through my station, they're like, "Well, that was it." They're kind of like, "What? This is easy. It's too easy." Uh-huh. But by the end of the night, I asked them like, "How was that?" They're like, "Oh, that was good." Yeah, each station is really easy, but when you put nine of them together in one night, it's it becomes a thing. Yeah, yeah. and now you're tying all your fire skills together. Yeah, yeah, super important. Um, yes. It was really good, really well received. We had a group. Mm-hmm. We had a group of three. Um, and it went really, really well for, for all of us. We really enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was good. And I was paired up with people that I don't normally get to work with either because mm-hmm. we're normally on different trucks. So, yeah, that was good as well. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's about it tonight, boys. Got some wrap-ups. Oh, wrap-ups now. Wrap-ups. I like the wrap-ups. There you go. Wrap-ups and shout-outs. Whatever you prefer. Announcements. First of all, we will talk about us um, again. Oh, first. <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, yep. all the fun pieces. Uh, come visit us, like us, share us. We appreciate it. Um, we appreciate your rating. support. Give us a rating for sure on the podcast. That really, really helps. Uh, we don't actually have many ratings on the podcast. A lot of them are all on our Facebook page, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that help us? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure did. it does. Yeah. I'm sure it does. We appreciate them yeah. for sure. It's always nice to nice to hear uh-huh. that people are still listening. The numbers keep going up and up, so that's always yeah. that's Absolutely. always nice and valuable, and we appreciate. Mm-hmm. It. Um, we're just again just the 
bunch of guys in a closet talking fire. We enjoy it. It's fun. And pigs. And pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Good just one. keep on keep on supporting us if you if you like it, and uh, let us know if you don't, because <laughs> you know Ash might change that. We never know. Me? Ash might change his behaviour. Never know. Oh, sorry, probably not. <laughs> Ash, we got uh, Chief Miller. We shout him out every week. He uh, is like the firefighter's social media guru. Uh, shares everything. Um, has uh, a number of podcasts kind of under his tent. He, uh, if there's something good going on, something bad, whatever, he's going to put it out there. Uh, he's helped us out with some challenge coins that we've uh, burned through the majority of with guests and um, the membership here. Uh, really good guys, so check check him out, follow him. Um, am I rambling or are we round table? What are we doing? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, I think we're gonna pass it. So we're going to Modus for me. Is that what you're saying? Sure, Modus. <laughs> DTF five. DTFF five. That's the name of our podcast. <laughs> Not the five part, but everything else. Um, five percent off your next purchase of your snagger tool, mm-hmm. which I might buy one day. My own. So you should use a discount code there, Scott. Okay. Yeah. That might be why I wasn't getting the guys to use the snagger tool because I just don't have my jealousy. Mm-hmm. My jealousy. Kind of I don't want to see it in action. <laughs> yeah, snagger tool. Um, bunch of different rescue stuff they're they're making. Yep, they're wedges. Fourth century wedges. Yeah. They're O2 wrenches. Um, we also got some photoluminescent add-ons that they have now. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty all right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think there are new things out yet. I think they're still home. They're still, still holding home on. Did we so, get it yet? Have they sent? No, we huh? just got that. The uh, template. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's not even happening quite yet. I don't think. But uh, yeah, check them out. There's there's some big big things coming there. Yeah. Uh, RZ masks. Um, RZ masks. Get one. For, we bought. Uh, we bought lots. <laughs> for all your mass needs no we, we bought lots we like them we use them um, they are great especially on grass fires especially great on grass fires when you don't want to be lugging your pack um, and in a situation obviously where you don't need your pack they are really good for, for a secondary help you breathe um, again if you're wondering a little bit more about them take a quick two minute look at the video with Scott and the pepper spray in our soon to be burnt to a crisp trailer yep. um, have a at that you can you can see how powerful those mm-hmm. things really are how good they work it's funny now that we have them and we're kind of advocating them they they pop up a lot in conversations there was a guy I was talking to he's, um, he was hunting and he he had shot a deer and he was like three miles away from his truck <laughs> by himself. It was getting dark, but he's allergic to the dander on a deer. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, by the end that was a wreck. So he has to carry like a surgical mask with him. But he said the surgical mask was like, by the end it was like the elastic had torn off. It was all ripped and he couldn't breathe. And I'm like, oh, you ever heard of RZ masks? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. So I show him the video of the <laughs> pepper spray. He's like, what the? These are amazing. <laughs> and you look pretty badass, too. <laughs> He's doing a, doing a project on uh, a burnt building north of our town and the next town over. And I Where, where do you work now, Carl? Maybe you should explain that. <laughs> explain. Uh, he works for a restoration company? Yeah, it was just restoration stuff. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just burning a building down. <laughs> no, no. It was we got the project. project. So. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was using it in there, and it was super useful. And uh, the mm. I got the some of the... Uh, assessors and adjusters and stuff to try out when they came through and they're like, man, that works like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Folds up, tucks in the pocket, nice and easy. Yeah. I'm fairly cheap for what they are. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a look. Uh, we have a discount code of public safety and that will give you 30% off. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. What are we up to? Bar. Bar, boys. So, yeah. Um, we mentioned them at the start of the podcast here tonight. Um, Brotherhood Academy Radio. Uh, they, uh, they've been doing their podcast. Uh, to firefighters. <laughs> they have a Talk about radiators. They, uh, I don't know where they get all their Canadian facts, man. They, yeah, okay. They, they yeah, your latest episode. Like, CanadianFacts.com. What do they, what do right, they say? How do, how do we say radiator? Radiators. 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 No. 
I've never heard a Canadian say that ever. No. That is a no. Although we do say the rad. Like we say yeah, the, the rad, rad blue. The rad. We don't say the rad blue. Ratty. But we do, but we say radiator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird. Like radiating heat. You don't mm-hmm. say radiating heat. Sorry, that'd be pretty rad. And I found out where the square tires came from today. Because that wasn't explained thoroughly until now. You don't say radiating heat, but how do you pronounce... What? Aluminium? Aluminum. Oh. Aluminum. How do you pronounce titanium? Titanium. Mm. <laughs> weird, eh? Yeah. Whatever. What? <laughs> <laughs> Square tires. Canadians don't have them. <laughs> so it was explained finally on the. You'll the, hear it later. The, you'll the hear bar. it. When you listen to this later, you'll be like titanium, aluminum, makes sense. Titanium, aluminium. What? It, it doesn't make sense. Are we still on this? Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it. All over it. <laughs> anyway, South Park. <laughs> When they show Canada in South Park, the tires in South Park are square. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is yeah. anyone road in Canada as well? Oh, yeah. I haven't watched South Park in a long time. Yeah. And their heads. Well, I know their open heads. Their heads hey, open. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the bar guys. Know, the South Park guys. <laughs> yeah, it's the South Park podcast. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they, I think they, they have to brush up on their Canadiana. They make fun of shitty beer, which we don't drink. <laughs> shitty tires, which we don't have. <laughs> I buy my tires from the States. Right? <laughs> they did say if your trucks sit too long, they become square tires. <laughs> like right. They don't have no fire calls. Right. <laughs> they were saying that some of their trucks are getting square tires right uh, now. Oh. Yeah. Medic one, medic one. They Although, get a lot of medical calls. Yeah. Although they may not, they may not say Chata or Haba. Chata and Haba. <laughs> I don't think they have that accent. Like I think they have. Uh, I think it's there a little bit. It's yeah. got to be there a little bit. Yeah. But so they also do a firefighting podcast. <laughs> they, do. they don't just make fun. Well, they yeah. do just make fun of us, but they do. Yeah. Have stuff and their um, other stuff's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, um, it's really good. Um, if you'd like what we do, check them out. Because uh, they're doing a lot of similar things, just with the American twist. They're trying to sell shirts right now. They are. Um, we should buy some. Yeah. You should buy some. And people listening should buy them, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until we, get, until we cool. actually get shirts, then buy ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we have amazing shirts coming up, I we, think. I think we, It's like the dragons in Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, right? It's like the first four seasons. Dragons are coming, man. Throw the t-shirts. Right. It's just going to take five years. Sweet. Yeah. So... Really, we're halfway there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even. Yeah. It's like Close. a pig on a spit, really. Oh, <laughs> we're like 8 a.m. now. <laughs> we can see daylight. I know there's a shirt there somewhere. That was exactly like, because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, these shirts won't take that long to get. And then, no, no. They it's like, really just will. like a pig. Mm-hmm. It's going to take four times as long as you thought. Fact. <laughs> yeah. Fact. One day soon. Mm-hmm. Bar boys, listen to them. Bar boys, yeah, check them out. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, as always, stop the bleed. Uh, it's a good uh, program. Check it out online, uh, uh, bleedingcontrol.org. If you're Canadian, do not look up Stop the Bleed Canada. It's I don't know what it is. It's uh, it's somewhat associated, but there's it's not what you need. Go to bleedingcontrol.org. Uh, lots of stuff there. There's some uh, good videos that, cause so Thomas Todd and I, you know, we look for, because we, we teach a lot of these um, to different people. Um, depending on the crowd we have, we show certain videos so, um, of, you know, tourniquets in action and that sort of stuff. Um, Mosul Medic on YouTube. He's got a couple good ones of tourniquets in action um, from the war, including a tourniquet with wound packing. And it's actually quite amazing because I was watching the wound packing and it goes in just like we went with our little yoga block. <laughs> actually goes in even smoother, but it looks like, like basically like doesn't even look real. It's, it's just, they're just packing this wound on his leg injury and it's, it's very interesting. If you're wondering about what Scott's talking about when it comes to the yoga block, check out the Facebook page. Um, mm-hmm. We've got the videos on there of the contraption that Scott had built there with the uh, is it a weed sprayer pump and a yoga block, right? And yeah, and some food coloring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it works great. It works really, really well. And it, the thing is that it holds up well. Like you could make you could probably make like you could probably make it out of foam rubber, but it would be destroyed after like three uses. This thing, like I've taught on that one block, I think maybe eighty people that went through that one, and it's still the same. 
Yeah. Like it's getting a little bit stretched, but it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh that's stop the and then nope, bleeding control. Bleeding control dot org. That's right. Sorry, my bad. And then Matt. Uh Matt's cool second alarm dot org. Um Matt is He's uh, Matt. He's Matt. Matt. <laughs> Is trying to uh, is trying to raise awareness um, nationally with his uh, with his charity service. There's a charitable service that is trying to find more and more firefighters to fill our fire holes, uh, more butts in seats and uh, or butts on trucks, and uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a really valuable valuable thing. So if you can help in any way, even just pop over, take a look. Um, they're going to be big. They're going to be out there, and they're going to be doing us all a very good favor um, for the service. So, bringing awareness back and and teaching people how awesome our job is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and keep an eye out for some like we just kind of gave a little glimpse of. With we've got some uh, hose movement techniques um, coming up. Along with some both for inch and a half and for two and a half. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so look out for those. They'll be up very soon on the tubes and the Facebooks. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Ash. Thanks, guys. Scott. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay DTFF. <laughs>